I think I've made myself very clear since we've been together. I do not care for people with ulterior motives. When I worked at the radio station, it was like, I'm trying to get all situated. Don't become my friend just because you want free concert tickets. I don't like people that do things like that. You know, don't sit there, cry with me, tell me you understand my pain and that you want to help me and then ask me for $7,500. Don't, don't do stuff to me like that. I, I don't like it. Well, today I went to my fasciologist, my OT slash fasciologist and Remember, Cindy Hartman left me saying that there was nothing that could be done except to lie on my tummy, and I hate that. I don't know why, but it's like emphasizing it, and I don't like it. I just, it, it just, I don't like it. But anyway, fine. And put my hands, you know, together in a fist, and then put my chin on that. And I'm like, what about the old neck? Remember, I have issues with the neck. We're putting my, my body in a position that it doesn't like. Well... She left me planning on that's what I was going to have to do. Well, I canceled my appointment with her today because I knew in my head I had my fasciologist OT appointment coming up. And I thought, Cindy Hartman didn't do anything for me the last time. Why spend money and waste time when it's not going to do me any good? So I get to my fasciologist. I go in there and I told her, I said, I'm real disappointed. And she goes, I know you are. Because the only setbacks I've had since we started working together in 2021 was my speed bump incident when I fell trying to put my foot through my underwear hole when I did the Pilates exercise standing up a couple of times when I wasn't quite walking properly and it was new, maybe like once or twice maybe, but, oh, and then once donning my bra, it happened then, and then this past week when I had my mammogram slash my exercises, now remember that, getting to a very important part here, now, the thing that gets me is that as I have been doing this, again, a focus group of one, as I am restoring, ooh, got to get the right position, as I am restoring my fascia to health, I am having fewer subluxations unless I have an incident that takes me out. So that's proof for me that my body is healing and if you can restore your fascia because we have a problem with our with our connective tissue and if i can do anything to make it a little bit more strong if i can do anything to prevent these subluxations i am going to do it well i had a lot more out than cindy hartman thought i had i had four ribs out going all the way up my spine my pelvis was out and my pelvis was out in the back to the point that it shifted so much that that is what was causing me to have my right side turning inward 
So that's what was preventing me from being able to walk properly. Now, when I showed the exercises to the postural restoration people, who have been very kind, and I showed them to my fasciologist, the first words out of their mouths, or mouth for each one, individually was, no EDS patient should be doing any bridging exercises whatsoever. I said, well, your, your pelvis is still in neutral position. And they said, yes, but the movement from going to the floor up into the bridge position, your pelvis isn't in neutral position. So what took my body out were the very exercises that Cindy Hartman, an EDS postural restoration specialist, gave me to do is what put me through one of the most painful sessions of my fascial remodeling career today. It was an incredible session, but it was so painful. It was enough, put it this way, if I think if if they showed uh, a birthing video to little girls before they were ever able to go out and engage in sexual intercourse of any kind, and they showed someone giving birth without an epidural, just raw, plain out doing it, I think that would be a birth control for a lot of people. I really, really, really do. What I experienced today was so painful. It was beep, 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 beep. It sounded like BBs going off. It was my fascia breaking up. It was so bad. The one on my right hip, when she was going over it, she's like, do you feel that? And it felt like it was a big old hard bone in my right butt cheek. I said, don't tell me. She goes, yep, that's fascia. She was rubbing it and it was so hard. And that was the point that was pushing on my nerves that was tracing and going down my leg, causing me all of this pain. Now that didn't come from doing these exercises, but what it did was it made it more visible because we were in that area working on trying to get my pelvis back into place. Because again, as I've told you, you don't, you, you, you chase the pain pretty much when you're trying to work on your fascia. I don't have pain on my right side. I haven't. The pain that I've had as of late has now come to surface because the pain on my left was subsiding. But I haven't had any pain on my right side in this area. And that was one of the hardest adhesions that I had in my body. So it took all of this time with her working with me on my fascia today. And all we can think is the corrective exercises that were to help me strengthen are what took my ribs, my pelvis, and all out of alignment and made these other adhesions come to surface. And then possibly when the woman bumped me 
but I was having my mammogram and my left arm was up on the machine, my bosom squeezed in the shelf. There was nothing giving me any stability on my left side. So when she bumped me and pushed me to the left, that was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. That was pretty much it. And that's kind of what took me out. Now, I don't like people that aren't sincere, and I don't like people that don't show up front what exactly their intentions are. Now, let me, let, let, let's look at it like this. This Kalila woman, this chronic pain woman, she did send me my emails today, uh, you know, showing me how, you know, we'll be a success, and congratulations for joining her to be a part of history. So I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, somebody else, coming after me, a person who, in her words, has experienced so much chronic pain, and that that's, that's why she's doing the podcast and these books, and she wants to help people, because she's experienced all of this pain. Well, I've gone and looked at her a little bit more, and looked at all that she's doing, and I haven't seen anything that shows that she was ever broken. Now, that's not saying that she's not telling the truth and that she's not lying. Because like I said, I've got people that are coming on the show. I do promise people really do message me. And they are asking to come on the program. It's just linking and getting everything together. And to be quite honest with you, I kind of leave. I, I did for the first time since I've been doing this. I went ahead and contacted this woman who asked me to be on the show. I contacted her a little bit ago and said, I thought you said you wanted to talk today. And I left it at that because I don't chase people down. I'm not going to chase people down. If you want to be on this program, then just do it. I just can't add something else to do with this. And if you're promoting a book and you're going to make money out of it, or if you're doing something just for you, then I feel like you should be a responsible adult and take care of following through. It doesn't need to be my responsibility to do so. I started this as one person. I'm continuing as one person. But I'd love to have you join me if you'd like to. But I was thinking about that conversation with Kalila yesterday and we're talking and I thought we connected and she cried at the right time. She, you know, said all the right words. And then when I told my husband, I said, yeah, all I have to do is buy 15 books at $15 each and she'll get my story out there. I said, and then it's up to me, you know, I can, I can sell them and make money and then I'll make whatever is over $15, but I don't know how, if I'm not selling them directly to somebody, I'm going to get free postage and handling. It doesn't seem like it's a win-win situation for anybody but her. So I didn't like that because one of the things I said to her yesterday during our conversation was that I didn't appreciate someone acting like they knew all I had been through, valued what I had done to get out of it and this, that, and the other, and then turn around and ask me for money. Not more than about 10 sentences later, she brought up the me buying 15 books thing in order to fulfill her commitment to the Devon promotions people or the the pro- producers of the book or whatever 
uh, so that it would be worth them going to print. And I'm just tired of making other people money. But nowhere in her invite when she consult, you know, came to me, nowhere in any emails did she say anything about me having to come up with any money. But I like how she kind of worked that in. It's just like my neighbors across the street. This woman that used to live there, she built this garage and put an apartment over top of it so she could rent it out so she didn't have to go back to work so she could make money by having a renter. Very smart. Okay, there you go. Well, she moved out. What's well, a $400,000 home? It doesn't belong in my neighborhood. She built a home that she can't get the money back out of because there's no other $400,000 home in this neighborhood. It's ridiculous. She overbuilt for this neighborhood. So finally, somebody is looking at moving into it, and she's doing like some rent-to-own kind of thing. And they went in, and they took out, haven't you met them until, until, I'm telling you, they took this garage refrigerator and took it out of the garage and put it at the curb. And it's not visible to them from their, ha for, from their house because there's this big tree that's been overgrown, that it's all in the driveway, and they can't see it. But we see it, and everybody that drives through our neighborhood sees it. It's this old, rusty refrigerator. The doors are on it. It's just sitting there, and it just looks tacky. It just looks tacky. And, oh, well, that reminds me, when I, when I lived at the beach... I was washing clothes and my dryer was broken so I didn't have a way I could dry the clothes in the backyard because my roommate was breeding dogs and there were 32 dogs that's puppies and everything in the backyard and I couldn't put the clothes back there so I had to go hang the clothes on my front porch. I know that looks really tacky but I had no other choice I had to go to work and I needed dry clothes so I hung my clothes out on the front porch on these little railings you know just embarrassed as I'll get out and about 15 minutes after I had done it this woman knocks on the door holding my shirt going how much for this <laughs> and I thought to myself wow I could make money. But I said, no, ma'am, I'm sorry. I'm just drying my clothes. I'm not having a yard sale. So I'm not real comfortable. Although my grandmother did tell me one time that, well, we used to do this in West Virginia. Just put your washing machine on the front porch and you'll be good to go. I just, that's just not in me. I don't wish to do it. But as I was driving home today from getting my pelvis and ribs all put back into place, they stopped me because they so wanted to meet their neighbors. But they stopped me, why? Because you see, my husband has been taking our fence down and he had to take the fence post down that were in the ground and they've got these big wads of concrete on the bottom. So he had to drug, he, he drug them down the hill and put them in our yard by the curb and it's hidden by our green truck that sits in front of it because we always do that because that's our dump truck. We go and we put load up the truck and we take everything to the dump. But since you don't know everything you're going to be taking, you want to gather it at the truck area and then put everything in it 
as the time gets closer. So, and they're too heavy to lift up and put in the truck and then take back out and do all of that. And, you know, wasn't going to do that. We've lived here all of these years, been here since 1978. We do the best we can to keep our yard up. But since this is one man doing a project for like many people, he's moving as quickly as he can. So we just got them from the backyard and took them down our hill. So that's what we do. As we start loading things to go to the dump, you know, limbs that have come out of trees and, and the trap, you know, little things like that, metal and stuff that you can't just throw in the trash can. We put down there at our ditch, which is right beside the green truck. So then we can just load them up when we're ready to go to the dump. They asked me when I was going to be taking that trash as they moved their hand and looked at it away because they just thought that it wasn't good for my grass, you know, to have lumber and concrete. And they're like, it just looks like you're doing construction work. And well, we just moved in and we were just wondering when you were going to possibly be getting rid of that. And I looked at them and I said, well, I could ask you when you would be removing this refrigerator from the curb here and their response was oh it's just a little rusty it it's a bit too ghetto for our garage so we put it right here but we don't have to see it because the tree blocks it from being a visual for us from our home exact words and i said so you're okay making our side look ghetto but you have a problem <laughs> with something that i am working on to take to the dump i said okay i said well i was always told that you're never rude to people and you don't say anything that you wouldn't say to them behind their backs and if you don't have anything good to say you say nothing at all so I would like to be able to say, it's been a pleasure to meet you, but you didn't give me your name and I can't say that. So goodbye. And I just drove away and went back up to my little driveway. So that really irritated me. People that put on a front acting like they are better than or acting like they're coming to meet you to say hello or acting like they really care about your chronic pain story and they want you to tell it in their book without that little caveat the little caveat right about it's going to cost you 15 bucks at 15 dollars each i don't care for people that do that it's like this and this and this bothers me too and i'm bringing this up again for another daggone reason because i was wondering the problems that i was having with losing my voice and my body shutting down this woman commented on a post that i did and her first one was this just came up into my feed maybe you should try this and it was that healing with tracy thing that thing where that she was going to charge me seventy five hundred dollars because she got me and everything because the woman said she's good with comorbidities and it sounds like you really need her and i said i appreciate it but i've already tried it and it's not for me but thank you and then 
About an hour later, she comes back with another thing. Perhaps you should try this. I think you would like this. It's about the vagus nerve. And that's all because a woman had commented saying, do you have a problem with your vagus nerve? This is what I do to help mine because I was mentioning that if I scream and yell, I get air back into my body and it feels good. And she said, instead of doing that, maybe, you know, you could hum and, and that could help you. She goes, that's what I do to trigger my vagus nerve. So it works. And I said, well, that sounds pretty cool. Thank you. Well, this woman who again, wasn't in that conversation, put in a link for me to go and look at this woman's page all about the vagus nerve. It was yet again another program that's going to cost me money. I don't like the fact that someone comes to me with ulterior motives. She inserted herself into a conversation that she wasn't part of. She twice gave me programs that required me having to join them. And when you don't see the dollar amount right off the bat, I mean, $5 a month sounds great, but in little bitty print, you've got to pay for the full year up front. I mean, I guess $60 Divide by every month of the year to only make it $5 doesn't sound as good as $5 a month. I guess the little bitty print is what they don't want people to really focus on. You know, and that's what bothers me. And I'm not saying anything about any person. I'm not saying anybody that is doing a program like that is getting over on anybody. I know it helps many people. And if you're doing it, I hope it helps you. I'm just saying that I'm tired of people coming at me with these ulterior motives. And I don't like that. And I also don't like the very fact that when I contacted Cindy Hartman, now this is what gets me. When I saw her, she said, you know what, Christy, this is the condition you have and this is going to happen. And, you know, things are going to slip out your disc. You know, this is what you have. And I'm like, but it's funny that I've got things coming out that have never come out on me before. And they came out without incident. The only thing that I've changed is doing your exercises. I called back today to cancel my further appointments. She has yet to call me because she was so concerned and so in my corner and she threw the Lord in there. That's another thing too. I don't like people coming in and, you know, copying the Lord to say that, you know, he's working through them and she believes that she prayed about me in church and everything, that she was going to help me heal and help me get better. But she has yet to call me to ask me why I canceled. She has yet to call me to say anything about the possibility of her exercises being any reason as to why my body has fallen apart. So that's pretty much what today is about. 
I don't like ulterior motives and I don't like it when people don't come at me and are truthful and are being sincere. So, I'm done, as again, as I said before, with the postural restoration, but I'm thankful because the postural restoration people are talking with me about possibly making a program because they're realizing that what they are showing their therapists to do aren't conducive for a good life for people with our condition. So if you're out there doing any pelvic you know, bridges and things like that, or you're doing things that are on one side, that's why I failed at every other physical therapist that I did. I failed because they had me doing those things. We can't do that. At least I can't. So get to know your body. Learn all that you can. I am going to work on a program that I will share with you. And if it's so far, it's been successful for me. I hope it will be successful for you. And I've always said, you know, I'd like to make money from this. So maybe a t-shirt or something. I'll come up with something. But I've never, never not been truthful about that. So thanks for listening today. I am going to stick with the one modality that's working for me. And I'm going to continue doing the corrective exercises that do not affect the position of my pelvis. And then we're going to see how I am tomorrow. So stay tuned. Thank you for your lovely messages. Thank you so much for being a part of AWOL Zebra. I really look forward to knowing that you come back every day. It means a lot. It really helps me. Have you done your AWOL Zebra agenda today? I've done my three. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Thank you for listening. Have a lovely day.